do you want to tell us what uh, a little bit before we do the exercise what the new moon is normally about and what this new moon would represent Absolutely. So when you work with new moon energies, it's what I call opportunity energies. It's a place to create. You know, we, we think of the moon and her fullest power being this, this full moon. But um, where does creation come from? The dark. And so when you work inside of dark moon energies, you have a lot of uh, a lot of space to create inside of. And you and I had this moment where we got to decide that we wanted to create and the new moon was coming up. And when mm. you make a decision that you want to go through and, and create a pro be it a project or a, a new way of thinking or a way to heal, you start with the new moon. The new moon energies are perfect to, to begin anything. And then whenever you work with that new moon, you make your, I call it wishing just because I think it sounds sweet. Um, I, I like to make, it's like making a wish on a star, right? But it's really just um, deciding that you're going to manifest something you have intention now. And so on the new moon, you make the intention of what it is that you want to do for the next two weeks to cultivate. And then by the full mm -hmm. moon, where you're at inside of that and once you begin that new moon practice you'll notice that everything starts to revolve around what you're what you decided to intend on that full moon or make that mm. wish on that full moon so yeah that's kind of how the new moon works so let's um tell everyone what we had started to do because i certainly know the energy at that time um we were both starting to really feel and um and it was a really interesting process and and again through not really thinking much about it we synchronistically just sat down and said hey should we do this together and see how this works and we know that doing things in 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 groups uh can really ramp up the power and be beneficial for everybody so um talk us through the process that um that we did that other people can do in terms of uh the thoughts and what they can set and how they can harness that energy ground that energy in and feed that into those intentions absolutely so whenever you work with the new moon i always recommend having um a specific energy that you want to work with, or some people call it deities. Um, this specific one that we worked with was Ganesh or Ganesha. Yes. And, yeah. and Ganesh is known for clearing obstacles in your path. And you and I both knew that what what we had was something special. And, and the way that we were working together, you know, not knowing each other at all to to beginning to get to know each other through recording has been this beautiful process and it, it's definitely a destined thing for us and um so the first thing that for me is having that intuitive guidance being aware of what it is that you're wanting to do 
and then looking up, doing your research to back that, to kind of say, you know, I am looking to help clear the obstacles in front of my path. So I do need to work with an energy or a deity that is going to help with that. I want to feel mm-hmm. protected. So I'm going to call in the energy of Archangel Michael to help protect us along that path. I want to feel compassion about the people, the, the, the humanity that we're doing this for. So I'm going to call in the energies of Lakshmi and Quan Yin for this, this, you know, this intention that I'm setting on the new moon. And when you do that, it helps amplify these, this, this intention that you already have inside of you. We know what we want. We need to figure out how to get there. So how we do that is, is basic research, you know, a a Google search will get you far because this is information is out everywhere now books you have books that you can read there's it's just everywhere and just find the type of deity you want to work with and so we chose Ganesha and then we um based on my research from working with Ganesha and I've worked with Ganesha in the past and it was always water-based it's always about flow because he's busy clearing the path for you you need to be inside of the flow of that alignment and so we made the, the decision to write down what it was that we truly wanted and then out of this and then put it in water for three days. And, you know, the beauty of new moon energy is that new moon, along with full moon energy, is it carries itself for three days on either side. And so we held the we held this 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 intention written on paper. And instead of burning it away, we stuck it in the water and we stuck it inside of moon water. And all moon water is water that sits under the moon for a minimum of one night and that's all. And it just helps amplify what it is you're doing. And we've talked in the past that water is a great conductor for anything Mm -hmm. you're wanting to do with spirit or with any type of invocation work that you're wanting to do. And this just really happened to, hit the nail on the head, I feel, because we started to move ahead when we did that. But so, yeah. yeah, so once you, um, it, what I've noticed in this is, this is, a, this is a really great way to manifest is, you know, sitting that in, setting that intentions, figuring out the energy or the deities that you're working with. And then, and, you know, that includes angels. I know that those are separate from entities, but I, I put angels inside of energy work. Mm. And so I just call them energy. And then once you've set that intention, you've, you've written down what you need to, you can put it on a basic piece of paper. It doesn't have to be a bay leaf. You can put it on anything. It all works the same. And you fold it up and you stick it in the water and then you allow the water to kind of clear. It takes about three days for the water to clear the ink off of the, the paper, or at yeah. least three, you can't read it. And, and then you stay focused on that pattern that you're trying to create for the two weeks between the new moon and the full moon. And it has a way of focusing your energy. It has a way of keeping your intent from the beginning stage. And it allows you to kind of cultivate and grow inside of that intention, because what you might have wanted at the beginning is, is going to evolve into something new, mm-hmm. something different. and and not necessarily better, but anytime something's new or different, I want to call it better because it's an ever evolving thing and, and different is better a lot of times, you know? And, and so what started off as this, this one intention can grow itself and cultivate itself into something more. And the beauty of what we did on our new moon 
was we felt the effect on the full moon. And then mm -hmm. we walked into a new moon and the new moon was cultivating the original idea. So we happened to have just walked into the perfect setup for what it was that we were intending to do. And so this last new moon, we simply set the same intention mm -hmm. and just continued to inside of that intention. We have already, we taken what we had done a month ago and we had worked on that project and opened it up more. And so inside of that, we're now cultivating and this cultivation is, these are the changes that we're going to make. These are the directions we're going into. We're going to add meditation into the beginning. We're going to do this in it. And it, it seems to have really, well, I mean, it took, it went from us <laughs> how many episodes and how many hours of talking to okay this is the one now we're ready yeah, of doing that yeah, yeah. So and I think also we were both looking for um besides this project that we're working on we were both wanting clarity weren't we you know so the idea was is that we wanted to get really clear about um either what business idea we'd focus on what you know and for some people that might be uh, that they want to manifest a job or they want clarity about the type of job they want to manifest or clarity about what will work for them now um, and whether that is the amount of hours they want to work for or the pay that they get or the type of people. So I know that before, um, I think it might have been August, September, October time before I left the university and before I even was aware of the the job that I'm doing in the day at the moment being lined up I'd started thinking about what are the components in the work whether we call it a job or a project uh, that are wanted and I was thinking about what are the elements that I really enjoyed from all the other things that I did so sometimes that's kind of doing a timeline and having a look at those different jobs and pulling out what are the bits I didn't enjoy go in the don't enjoy list. So I don't look for those. And then what are the things that I really liked? And one of the things was um, about the type of people that I work with, you know, the, the natures of the people, what sort of helps me flourish and what helps me help other people flourish. And I and sometimes I forget that I've thought about things in that way. But it came back to me this week. I was thinking about the kind of direction that things are going in, the people that I'm working with. And I've just met several people in a row that are just really nice to work with. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. That was easy. That was a cool conversation. This feels like a, a collaborative effort where, you know, I'm not dragging them along and they seem to be keen to, to be involved. So I think by the time we met and wanted to experiment with this as an idea in terms of the podcast we were also both thinking about what we were doing outside the podcast weren't we in terms of uh some further clarity so from that point in me making those considerations of what are the elements what are the key elements that you look for and for some people it's money and that's great you can you can go for the money some it's relationships some it's you want to work from home and you don't want to work with anyone some it's you want to be on your feet some I want to sit down all day and it's all of those elements which I'd had that focus on and then that started dropping in after I long forgot that I'd even had those thoughts and then we started working together and it and it came up because each stage what I'm starting to notice now the phases between one thing and the next are actually much shorter so now we're starting to think in 
uh, as we did on the last one, what's the time between this new moon and the next new moon? Wouldn't it be great to see the seeds of these things growing and uh, this connection being made? And actually, a part of it was also just getting into, we talked in the in the other episode about um, getting into the right mindset state. So being in the right mind state and physical state and frequency, however we frame that, so that we're now receptive. So part of this process is getting people receptive in the right state so that what's actually out there for them that can be wonderful, brilliant, thrilling, exciting, or a shift that they desire, it's going to be tougher to bring that in um, and have that if you're not moving yourself, if you're not doing the work and get yourself into a right frame. Yeah. Thinking about that, that, you know, the one thing that we do need to know about new moon intentions is it's not like, it's just going to happen for you. You have to be in alignment on a, on a vibrational or a frequency level to what it is that you're wishing for. And when you make that intent, it is now put out there and it's going to be responded back to at the vibrational standpoint, the frequency you're sitting at right now. Yeah. And so sometimes these new moon processes take a while. Sometimes you have to continue this intention because it's a layered process to get yeah. you into the alignment of what it is to manifest. Some things are smaller. Like I, if I wanted to, I wanted to manifest the water in front of me. Well, that probably wouldn't take very long, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. I was in the desert with nobody around me, that might take a longer, you know, to get into yeah. that alignment, I'd probably need to walk out of the desert. So, um, but yeah, so when we are, when we're working with new moon energy, we are, you have to keep in mind that if you are way off base of where that end result is, it's going to take time. You have to clear things inside of you. You have to go through the lessons that have to be taught to reach that place. You have to, to walk the path. I mean, I've been making this intention for meeting somebody that I could, that would inspire me, somebody that I would uh, look up to in a way that um, I'm not the one stuck with all the answers. I can, I can bounce it off somebody. These are intentions that I've been making for almost a year now. And I required me to align myself and, and, and get rid of the things that were not serving that alignment to mm-hmm. find this stuff and to get to this place. And so even though my intentions have sat inside of the same realms, it wasn't until you and I had met that it was starting, I was really starting to see this, this these intentions made manifest. Yeah. And in that manifestation, I knew that I could start getting it bigger and more profound in the, the where the arrow was going to go. You know, what's going to, what that specific is on that arrow I thought, I, you know, I shot off a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm. And so it's, it's a very interesting process, but it's not a process like a genie in a bottle. It's a process of aligning yourself into what it is that your dreams are, what it is that makes you happy, what it is that sparks that creative passion inside of you to continue forward. And it takes work to get there because we're conditioned in a lot of arenas and it doesn't keep us in alignment with what it is that we're wanting. So it does take yeah. time. It's depending, you know, some, some intents come real quick. Some of those mm-hmm. manifest really quick because you're already in alignment with it. Like once we met you and I had already kind of gotten into an alignment place inside of our own, in our yeah. own, ex- 
in our own realm of what we wanted, who we wanted to be, who we wanted to be surrounded with, you know, what type of work we were willing to do, the hours we were wanting to work. And then even though you and I are both aware that money is what makes this world go round as far as so I think what's interesting in the in this whole setting of intentions things as well is um, that, you know, sometimes when somebody becomes famous, whether it's a group or, you know, a, a TV personality, sometimes people say things like, oh, it's an overnight success, don't they? But they don't realize like what we were talking about, the activities that the activity that you can do for the new moon, which is about creating your intentions and your focus is that almost obsessive focus that sometimes people can have for years and years and years before the thing that either they've ended up doing that has led to them to get there or those think those steps along the way took utter focus and intention setting even if it wasn't done on a conscious level that for years beforehand because I think when we first met we were both talking about how we had been involved in different things to do with other people that we tried and tested out so I'd ran social groups for three years and was doing all these social activities then I then I'd started delivering um like mini retreats and I was doing that once a month with a friend and at the time when I first started doing those things the energy seemed right and then all of a sudden you know after running the social groups for three years one of them we had you know we had over like 300 members in there is I just woke up one day with this idea of shut it all down or shut down my part in it and the same when I was doing after 12 it was 12 months so we did one a month me and my friend at the time and then towards the end the energy shifted on that and it didn't feel right anymore and I think it was quite difficult and I think you were saying that as well it was quite difficult to close down activities that I'd what I felt like at the time it invested so much energy in so part of the shift was being okay with seeing that these are all steps towards something, towards something, towards something. And we just need to know really what it is we, we want to feel and bring in right now. So, and, and whether that is a big thing, a house, a car, a relationship, and yet that's also about alignment or whether it's a smaller thing, you know, like, I don't know, you want the buses to be running tomorrow or, you know, um, you want the letters to turn up. Or you want the decision to be made in the next few days. But the process that has been going on before that, the homework and the legwork and everything has actually been going on for you and me for quite a few years. It's just changed shape and form. And yet we both were holding the same intention to be able to do something that was meaningful, that involved groups of people, but with somebody that just seemed to be on the same page. And like, that's what you were saying earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's like you're handed these pieces, these items in your ingredient list, right? Yeah. But if yeah. you don't have that final ingredient, you know, for us, it's, it's meeting one another for this specific thing, um, whatever that you can have ingredients missing. And so whatever, every time you, you try to, to, to mix these together and create something, it, it, it's a little off. 
it's not, yes. it tastes a little funny. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth. It's not or, quite right. Or, right. It, or it's okay, but yeah. <laughs> this was not, I'm not sharing this with my friends and family. It didn't taste right. And so, you know, and it's, it's a learning pattern as well. Now, as you were saying, there is no overnight success, but there are people that are already on their destined path and, and their yeah. success might come a little quicker for them. And that's, you know, we have to honor that. That's beautiful. In fact, I am, I'm, mm -hmm. I always celebrate the person that walks in, knows what they want and they're in alignment with it and boom, it happens for them. But the reality is for most of us, we are not quite on a desk, our destiny path. We're still sitting inside of a faded path of sorts. And we have to work through whatever those things are so that we can get the right ingredients so that we can put together the correct portions and then work through those and then present what it is that you're wanting to the world with happiness and, and be proud of it. And I think that that was a lot of our path being similar Mm -hmm. You and I have had this vision and we've had this vision for a really long time. You know, this is not the first time I've sat down for a podcast. This isn't the first time you sat down and done a platform for, mm -hmm. for others, for, a, you know, for community reasons. And, and, and it just, something was missing in it. Something wasn't right in it. Something tasted off about it. And, and that's part of the lesson. When we talk about that intention, be it conscious or unconscious, you kind of start walking in a direction and hindsight rule is really big inside of, you know, this, this realm, this earthly plane, you know, that hindsight, you learn the lessons in hindsight a lot of mm -hmm. times, and it's key to, to your next goal, your next intent, your, you know, if you're going to do a new moon intention and something wasn't working that last time, you then change that intention slightly, you evolve the intention so that when it spits back at you, the, because the universe is going to give you everything you want. You just have to make sure what you want is in alignment with you. Um, you know, that when it starts to spit back, you're starting now you're starting to create something that's more, you know, more profound. And it got more, yeah. It's got yeah. either more of those ingredients in that because of course we change and evolve in terms of what we want out of things three yeah. or five years ago, isn't the same as what we might want out of them now. But as you were talking, I, I, I've, again, I think it's that, like we were talking last time about that, becoming more conscious of when we say things like who we really are. So it's a statement used in the spiritual community a lot, isn't it? Is finding your true self or who, who you really are. It's like, what does that mean? Well, if we, if we look that most of us are programmed from birth to conform to what is okay and not okay within the family according to cultural religious spiritual um uh, values and I ideals the further we are away from from our own personalities in comparison to the context in which we grow up in you know the the tougher that can be and and a lot of people do that you know the idea is is or how it was for a few decades you meet someone you get married you buy a house you have children you know and that's where you go to college you go to university you end up in loads of debt and yet this is somehow all seen as you know a fated path but it's that little part of us that might just go I'm not sure um I like this and I don't know how many people told me last year about somebody that they knew that had gone to university thinking that they really wanted to do that course and had even done four years 
years and then realize that they didn't even really like it. So part of it is like, how well do you already know yourself? How well do you understand your own psychology? We've all been programmed to a degree because we've all gone to school. We've all grown up in communities. And then, and then when we start moving out of the thing that might have been the thing that we never really questioned thinking oh I'd like to try this or try that it's then that mindset that can destroy it either way however if we go in and start to uh, think actually that might be interesting we just naturally do that once I, I think one of the things that I found difficult a few years ago is you can start setting intentions and if you don't, uh, a lot of the time people expect to get the results in the way that they imagine them to be. Um, and sometimes that's too specific rather than realizing that the opportunity that's come along has come through a book or a film they watched or the insight and the information is around us all the time. And because we're not open to receiving and open to that. And if you, if you set something and, and, and I think this used to happen to me in my work all the time on a range of different things. Oh, it didn't work. It didn't happen. And people are so ready to sort of throw the towel in. And I think that's the difference. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, if you watch uh, one of those music shows where people have dreamed of being a musician for years and they open their voice and they can't sing at all. Well, no, they're probably not going to be a singer, but it may well be that they've got a talent they can pursue in that path to, to some degree. That might be blatantly obvious. Um, but it's those things that is the programming, the mindset and the idea that, you know, I'm not seeing it or the idea that it can't happen or it won't happen to you. Whereas once you realize that you're thinking like that and those things are there in a way, you can free yourself up like we talked about last time to become the creator uh, in your own life, the scientist in your own life to say, do you know what, let's play around with this as an idea. Because I've, I realized the more that I went down this track, the more I'd feel this excitement, like you do as a kid, of just doing it for the fun of it. And wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Wouldn't that be just so cool if, you know, the lottery card landed on my, um, you know, doorstep or what, and and not having any of that other stuff come in and go what really I don't think so you know that that's that self-talk that kicks in kind of like the the whole blind faith you know you have to have this faith in yourself and in the universe for this to work itself out and enjoy the journey if you're not enjoying the journey journey of it all what is the point yeah if the journey can get rough and the journey can get crazy but I that is we're talking moon. The moon itself will show you, you don't have to be whole in order to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be at whatever stage of this, this fullness or lack thereof and still enjoy the journey. It's mm-hmm. the cycles coming back. You will find your footing again. You will come yeah. into the alignment again. Yeah. And, and it, it, even when we are in the darkest of the nights inside of our souls, inside of our hearts, inside of our minds, that cycle will end and we're going to come in into a full shining again. And then that will bring the clarity that we so desperately look for in, in what we're doing in any aspect of our life. And we just have to, I think you were just saying that you were receiving signs all the time. 
Mm -hmm. Some of the most, the easiest signs that you can follow is the moon pattern. She makes Mm -hmm. figure eight, an infinity symbol across the sky every month. So if the moon is doing this beautiful existence of darkness to full exposure in a one month amount, you know, time that is telling you something very special for you and that we are going through cycles and that these cycles are always going to happen. But at the end of the cycle, you're going to wind up whole and you're going to have full illumination. And you're going to be able to show this to whoever, be it the world or yourself, the reflection in the mirror is there's nothing. Spirit will always tell you your greatest conquest is self, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, spirit doesn't care if you're rich and famous. They don't, spirit doesn't care. Spirit wants you to be whole. Spirit wants you to be happy. Spirit wants you to enjoy that path that you get to walk and be aware of the signs that are sitting around you saying, hey, you're on the right path. Hey, you're walking the right direction or warning sign, warning sign. Don't walk that way. You've already learned that lesson. And yeah. Oh, hey, look, this is, this is the fun you asked for, or this is the experience you wanted to have. And when you were saying that, it remind, it felt like, um, I remember doing this. It's almost like every day when you open your eyes, there's an opportunity to whatever you didn't get right yesterday to, to do it better today. And in a way, the monthly cycles, if we look back and think maybe a proportion of what we were hoping to happen happens, it's just really an opportunity for us to, it's not like going back to go, you know, like to the beginning, but it's an opportunity for us to, uh, to, to re, uh, recalibrate or redo or go you know you know like um if you start with the, the intentions and my intention I remember again Abraham Hicks saying this or Esther Hicks saying she'd get up in the morning and her intention was to have the positive thoughts and to to raise her vibration because she knew that that would mean that she would have a better day and people would be nice towards her and everything would flow better you know the bunnies would be jumping in the fields and all that and then half an hour later something's happened and she's angry and she's fed up and all that and then she started taking herself off the hook because she's like okay I'm gonna feel like that but I don't get caught in that emotion and it was just an opportunity the next day she might manage it for two hours and the next day she might manage it for three and it was an opportunity to just uh, maintain that state of mind as long as possible and in a way that's kind of how I talk to people about projects as well is when you first do it it's all new we'll have bumpy bits we'll step backwards we'll step forward and then you get into this process where things start to feel easier because it's in a a maintenance mode you've you've done the groundwork which on a large scale 2020 was the groundwork 2020 was clearing uh going inwards um, starting to experience ourselves and noticing what was going on. So we could start to lay fresh foundations and plant the seeds of anything at all we wanted to bring in, you know, whatever that was about, whether it was changing our the, our shopping habits, the books we read, the new activities we did to entertain ourselves, new ways of connecting with people, and then be discerning about that and growing in the understanding about okay I've tested out these 20 things 
And I think 10 of them are working fairly well. I'm not sure about the other ones. So that's fine. Did that and approach it again like a kid. You know, the kid like my youngest son who would, you know, do cricket for six months and then football for four months and then taekwondo for three months and then something else. You know, and as a parent, you'd be like, I bought you that suit and, you know, I thought you're going to wear it for the next 15 years and I paid for this license for you to be able to do taekwondo, not realising that some children, and as we should, just allow themselves to experience these experiences. And some of it is that childlike mentality that we lose because we live in a society where it's, you know, money dominated. Can I afford that? Well, yeah. I just, needed, you know, however much money, this large sum of money to get you into this specific, you know, mm-hmm. pastime, you know, and or extracurricular activity, you managed it for two to three months and you're ready to get out. Well, as a, as an adult, we see it from the dollar sign point of view, right? Or the time we've spent taking, we want 52 weeks divided by four sessions of three hours a time to get the value out of the, (laughs) if you take the childlike, you know, aspect of this, it's just, I'm here to explore this great experience the way that I want to do it and that looks like fun and that might not hold or satiate me for the rest of my life but what happens if I don't experience that because of xyz then that leads me to not wanting to experience this for those same reasons and now you've put yourself into a box of not experiencing anything Mm -hmm. because of your fear of whatever that xyz was and, and so to have this childlike approach, it, it's new for me. I will tell you that I've been very methodical and analytical the way I approach, um, mm. most of my life experiences. And I've noticed that as soon as I switched on and I did that inner child healing and started really focusing on enjoying myself and in the moments in that journey aspect, everything changes. I don't care if it costs a little bit more money or it takes a little more time. I want to enjoy that. You know, it would used to bother me to be late to, and by late, I don't mean an appointment or to a, a time frame that we've agreed upon. I mean, like to a festival, I decided I wanted to be here around this time. Well, now we've got these other things we have to do. So now we're going to be a minimum of an hour behind and I would just lose it. I would just like, it would stress me out. It would overwhelm me. I need to be here. I made this decision and then I would stop. And I realized Mm. that I am having a blast surrounded with the people that I'm with, even if it's not inside of that festival, that this little journey that we're taking to this random store, because this person forgot this thing has turned into a giggle fest. And, you know, I wouldn't have enjoyed it prior because I would have been too focused on the stress of getting to the place so that I could then enjoy my time. I was busy waiting on the destination and not Mm -hmm. enjoying the experience of the journey to that destination. And as I changed that mentality, everything just gets better. It's an easier flow. You're in alignment to where you're wanting to go. And who knows what you missed out? You know, if you, if I were to have not taken that detour, Mm. I wouldn't have enjoyed this hour long conversation, or I wouldn't have found this, this random spot in the middle of nowhere. That was a great photo opportunity or, you know, things like that. So yeah, Yeah. that, that childlike wonder is something we get conditioned to 
push away or push down, push to the side as you get older and have more responsibility. But it's that childlike wonder that keeps life. I think we were just saying this, um, you know, like you got to make, you have to make light of things. You have to make these jokes. You have to laugh at stuff or it becomes just monotonous and never, the, the day in and out of mundane activities is all you know. And it just sucks the life force out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you're talking, it's reminding me of, um, a couple of things really. Um, so in our last conversation, we were talking, so we're talking about the moon and, and it being Taurus energy at the moment as well. You know, we're in the Taurus season. It's actually and, a Scorpio full moon. Yeah. But you know, in terms of the, the Taurus energy as well that we're in at the moment and that being about steadfastness and, uh, methodical and planned and, uh, you know, all the great things, uh, stubbornness and organizational skills and everything that Taurus are renowned for. Um, but in a way it's the sort of two things that I've sort of discovered recently that I hadn't really considered in depth. So one of them was when I, um, when I plan to go and do my yoga teacher training in Ibiza, so it was an intensive course. It was for a month and I was signing up and, you know, I was going to meet people there that I wouldn't have met before. So all I had in my mind is I've paid this money and the end result will be, I will have a certificate and it means I can become a yoga teacher. But and I think I said to you that was seven months after having a car accident and I'm, I'm still getting pain in my lower back and I'm uh, in a lot of pain with sciatica at the time. Anyway, I fly over to Ibiza and I have a few days before I go to where the center is. And I got there and uh, in my head, the romanticized version of going to do yoga teacher training was, you know, oh, it's in Ibiza. I love Ibiza. The sun will be shining and there's a villa and, all of that. Anyway, you know, I forgot that I'm grumpy getting up by, by force at seven in the morning to start learning about yoga and doing yoga. And this went on until three o'clock in the afternoon. We had two hour break. Then we started again till eight o'clock at night. So this was a long day and a lot of uh, yoga. Word, then. Yes. <laughs> yoga boot camp, right? Ooh. This is not <laughs> within two days. The romanticized version of being at this center was drifting away at rapid speed. And um, so I did have some choice language, I think, by day two of what the have I signed up to. And uh, anyway, I met most beautiful group of women uh there was 15 other uh women there and uh anyway i got in conversation with one of the women and we we sat there at the pool uh one afternoon and uh i think i'd made i started to make a decision i thought okay i can either approach it in i've got to get my certificate and do this month and see it's yoga boot to camp so I decided to let it go. I just was like, you know what? I'm just, my goal is to get up in the morning, have a bath and go and learn yoga. And if I fall asleep in the day, which I was, because it was, it was hardcore um, and not go out. I didn't go out for the first week to the beach. I stayed at the villa and I'm just going to manage getting up, going to bed, getting up, going to bed and eating good food. And I gave up of the idea that I've got to go back with this certificate because I thought I'm going to just be here for the experience. If I don't pass, I don't pass. I, I got here, 
why not enjoy the fact that I've paid for a month and I'm in a villa with 15 other beautiful women and a chef that's cooking us good food. So I made that decision. And then I was talking to this girl in the uh, pool and she uh, is a South African that was living in uh, New Zealand at the time. Um, and she'd set up this company. Anyways, we was like asking each other of, um, you know, are you going to teach yoga when you get back and all that? And so I asked her and she said, I don't know. I said, well, why did you do the teacher training course, not just even a yoga retreat? She said, well, do you know, I just was always curious. I just wanted to experience it. <laughs> I was like, just experience it. It's a month of hardcore teacher training. And you just, and she said, yeah, she said a, a few years prior, she wanted to take up photography. She started doing uh, weddings and shoots and all that, but she just wanted to experience. She doesn't do that anymore. She now has um, horses that they, they breed and that she races. And I've never met anyone that has had such a collective uh, range of experiences that require quite a bit of learning in order to, to do it and to get you know, uh, good at it. So there was this sort of two elements of one is the negative side of my Taurus personality of how I was viewing some things. And when I shifted my mindset and took on board how she viewed it, which I've since carried with me, is I can think it has to mean this or mean that, but why does that? Where does that come from? Is it because I was in a place at some stage in my cultural upbringing of you've spent a lot of money on that so you better eat it do it wear it go there and you can't expect just experience it so I just thought I'd share that because um they were two really dawning moments you know yeah yeah no I really I, I would to meet a person that is here for the life experience itself is it's that's a rare breed it's, yeah. that would be life-changing for me to walk to say you've told me this story one other time and it really did shift a perspective for me and because I I remember being so upset with my photography you know kind of hit a, a that low point with you know just life events and mm -hmm. Um, how I felt this time had been wasted yes. and I had always had this mentality of I don't want to waste my time mm -hmm. and you told me this story one time at the beginning of when we first started talking and it really changed it it changed my perspective and the reason why we do what we're doing and, mm. and so instead of being sad that I didn't have a photography career the way I had you know worked you it into it I I realized that I was blessed to really have this creative side of myself that had people wondering what was going to happen next. And I had, you know, a, a beautiful yeah. clientele and, and all of the, and I got to the place where I had it, my own studio and I was able to do these things. And, and that is such a, to be able to have that experience is wonderful. Oh, Why man. am I sad that the experience is over yeah. because I got to enjoy it and and now you got I to do it you yes, got to you got thing. to manifest the thought you got to do it you got your studio you got your equipment you got to play play it out yes I got to yeah. live a, a, a dream of mine I got to have this this bucket list marked off and and to be sad about 
the experience takes away from the beauty inside of that experience. And that story really helped adjust that perspective for me uh, when we when you had brought that to me at one point. And I think it probably had something to do with me telling you I was sad about my photography being mm -hmm. over. And you're like, I have a story. But um, yeah, it's it's the and it's hard sometimes, especially when it's a grind and you're doing this. This feels very repetitive. It feels like you're having like you're not moving anywhere forward it can feel like i'm just ready for this experience to be done with when you're mm -hmm. sad when you're when you're going through a hard moment you're just ready for that to be done now something i've been learning inside of that is you know i i am i am free to feel what i feel i am safe mm -hmm. to feel these feelings inside of me because it's, it's almost okay. Yeah. want to run away from the feelings you want to just get it over with I don't want to be mad I don't want to be sad anymore and so to sit inside of those feelings there's a lot of beauty in that too you know to sit inside of this this the grief or the anger um obviously there's some work that has to be done to get to that place mm. but once you can get to that place and really begin to appreciate you know the I know my anger is telling me that there is something that isn't you know, it's not in alignment with my viewpoint, you know, um, or that it's really starting to bring harm to me. Um, you know, there's beauty inside of having that there's beauty inside of having sadness. You know, today I've been feeling kind of out of sorts and a, a little low, but instead of running from that feeling, I, I looked in the mirror and I told myself I was safe to feel that and that it was okay to, to feel whatever it is I'm feeling. Let's find the, let's find what it is that's bringing that up. And today it really wasn't anything specific. It was more along the lines of just, you know, Hey, you're just in this moment, just, this is where you're at. Receive mm -hmm. a lot of hugs today. And so that's kind of, you know, anytime I've seen a human today, I'm like, hug me. <laughs> so well, the other element of this is if your idea of who you are, um, like I was talking, you know, not that I was conscious of that for a long time. Uh, uh, often statements around being a Taurus had a sort of negative connotation from certain people that go, oh, you, you know, you're really stubborn or whatever. And I'd be like, well, only with people where I don't want to do things. So how is that being stubborn? But when there's a part of you that... Um, you have a realization and it's a shift there's a loss in a way but there's a grief process involved because the concept of who you thought you were now doesn't exist anymore and there's a releasing of that uh of, of that idea so as much as it's positive it's still a process of uh I don't know either unpeeling the onion and finding another layer of yourself or moving into something that that fits more closely and on a much bigger scale, we can be talking about identity in all sorts of ways. You know, if your identity is based on how you, what you've told yourself about who you are, and actually it's quite removed from the real truth of who you are, then you either have to fight really hard to hold on to that because it serves you or it serves an agenda. So in a way, like going back to the um, setting uh, of doing the moon exercises is it it's just holding it, it's making a decision again about 
I'd like to experience more of this, or I would like more clarity on where I go next. I would like to create a business for myself, or I want four strands of income or whatever those ideas are and setting the intention and also making a decision that even if there's a part of you that wants to say, what are you doing? This is all a load of rubbish or whatever. There's another part of you that you can bring in that hasn't existed, that can coexist or nudge the other one out of the way and say, well, I want to play the part of being a scientist and creator now. And I was playing the part of all these other things, whether it was the victim to circumstances or to personality that that didn't exist or the programming that, you know, I've now become aware of. So why not? Why not release that? Because actually, did it, was that true? And that's a tough one. That's a tough one when you get to that stage. Face the mirror and recognize that that this this character you've developed for yourself isn't your true self. Yeah, that isn't who you really are. That's either a conditioned self or a self that you created in a fear based mentality. Yeah, that you know there there it's always going to be a moment. Of, oh my gosh! Sometimes these are easier. You know, like when you realize that you're not a as bad of a person as you once made yourself out to be, mm-hmm. those are moments of woo. But when you realize that maybe you've been self-sabotaging uh, and on an unconscious level uh, to keep you because you didn't believe in yourself enough that, you know, you did have what it took to, to get yeah. to that whatever that thing was that you had wanted, be it clarity or a new, uh, you know, a leadership position inside of your job. Um, there is some, uh, some grief aspects because you're releasing this, this, this almost like a teddy bear that you've been holding on to that kept you safe and warm and, and come to find out that teddy bear had razor blades in it. It was cutting you up, <laughs> you know? So there is like this, this moment of, I have been, harming myself by not thinking I was worthy by not thinking I was, you know, how, how, how dare I? And then, then you have to fight that. I didn't know moment. You know, I have to forgive myself because I didn't know. And now I do. So now I do it differently. And and it does take a moment of that to, to shift into that new perspective. So yeah, there is some of the residual, you know, for me, it's always been, I, I wasn't enough. I was always told I was never going to make it or I wouldn't, that's not going to work for you or that. Or, and I always said out loud, I always told myself, I'm not going to believe them, but guess what? I never followed through. I never yeah. followed through after yeah. I got told I wasn't going to do it. I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, or I might try it and I'd hit a bump and I'm like, oh, that's exactly what that person meant. And then just walk away from it. And then to realize that I've been sabotaging myself this whole time, it, it's, you know, that, that does take a moment to take that deep cleansing breath and say, ah, why? And what am I doing? remember that yeah. that wasn't a waste of time. That was part of the experience. And now I don't know that now that I do know, I get to walk this pattern differently. I get to decide things differently because I don't care what so-and-so thinks of me. I know what I think of me and that's enough. Mm. (laughs) Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So it's a, in a, in a way it's a, it's a simple process that can sit within a complicated landscape as a lot of these um, topics or conversations that we're having do. And 
I guess for me, the crux in it, like within the hundreds of people I've worked with over the years, I think I've always, whether I worked with parents or young people and, and actually working with young people was often much simpler because they hadn't had the years of building up these false personas about themselves or with a little bit of trust and uh, providing a safe space for them to talk in. I could gently challenge that really where did that come from who says what's that about you know and and challenge those thought practices with enough of a crack or a, a gleam for them to also you could see their eyes like ah oh. you know but sometimes by the time you get to adults and and sometimes these things can shift because you're in a working environment where again gentle encouragement or challenge is is not you know offensive it it's supportive and there's always that fine line of what we share and how we support each other in a supportive compassionate way um and we can't always uh, be in control of how that lands or how that information is received but it is it, it, it it's very simple stuff and very simple stuff we can comp- comprehend and put our minds to and make the choice to do that. However, I think what we're both alluding to is there are so many other things that can cloud that process or interfere in you just really um, nosediving into it and giving that a go. And I, th- and I think I ha- I, I guess one of the, uh, as I'm becoming aware now and it's two years on, since I had my car accident is it's like, well, what am I going to lose if I don't just open myself up to these possibilities? Because, you know, sometimes you can get to a point for different reasons where um, you, you just arrive at a place where the world can look like it's going to stand still and nothing's going to change. And so why not? Why not give some of these things a shot? Why not pop into that shop and buy that book? Why not give yourself that hour? Why not turn the TV off? Why not sit and ponder on? I wonder how much more fascinating, interesting. And in a way, because I've had some of these experiences, and I'd say more so in the last two years, um, even though I've had them in the past, they were dotted between more periods of difficulties and challenges, whereas that's been different in the last two years, um, of, I wonder, and and I do this some mornings, you know, I wonder how interesting and fascinating the day could be and what lovely characters I'm going to bump into. And And it sort of then I go to the shop with a curiosity, whether I'm just going to the local supermarket or jumping in the car and do, you know, I wonder who I could meet that, you just have a nice conversation with. So that's a small example of setting an intention in that way. Well, and then you even have experiences like, okay, so I worked myself from, you know, we've talked about this several times, you know, where you go from this depressive state and then you away and then manifest this life for yourself where you're very comfortable. And I, I'm very comfortable in my life now. I'm happy. I enjoy all aspects of what's going on inside of my existence, but I always felt that I was ready for something more. You know, I could feel it and it would almost be like, it's like a dragging feeling behind it. Like, Hey, you forgot this piece. And yeah, I, I, you know, one of the things that 
I love that we're talking about the moon because the moon energy really does, it does a lot for me. Um, then this new moon, this past new moon being the cultivating moon, it was um, very real in the sense of what are you willing to sacrifice? And by sacrifice, I don't mean like give up something. I mean, like out of your day-to-day what you're used to, you know, this is working for you, but you know, you're desiring something just a little more. What is it you're willing to sacrifice in that day to day to get to that next step? And for me, it was the realization that I, I, I had to stop hiding away inside of a, of my home and not doing anything, but my, like door, you know, the daily spiritual things that I'm doing and the animals and the kids and the husband. And that's that I needed to go and flourish more. I needed to go and spark my creative side. And so, you know, the, the, I'm starting to travel more and I'm really starting to see the other, the effect of that being, I'm opening my, my eyes again to all of this beauty around me inside of these travels, these new experiences that I otherwise wouldn't have had being stuck in my comfort zone and what it's bringing out is this excitement to talk more because I met this really cool person that told me a story that changed my entire you know like my perspective you know perspective on something and or I had somebody that you know they just went to a festival one day and decided that they wanted to live in that area because it was so pretty for them. And that's a storyline. That's a beautiful storyline of somebody's journey that I wouldn't have known if I didn't take myself out of the comfort zone I had been in, you know? So it's not always, um, and just what I'm learning is not always a negative thing that forces you into a new existence. Sometimes just the, the desire to want to explore a newer a newer place, a, a more uplifted a scenario, or if I have all of this manifested and I did this, like, Ooh, what if it starts to bring up the, what if I, I was so yeah. used to like my day-to-day routine and it got easy and then it got kind of boring. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, how am I going to push this forward? And I like to be bored. Yeah. It inspires my my uh, spirituality. The boredom will inspire my spirituality a lot of times because I have yeah. bored. There's plenty to do, but and now spirit's kind of pushing me into a new direction. Like, girl, you now bring spirit everywhere you go, and you just go and be you entirely. We're not talking preaching spirit. I'm not a Bible thumper. Yeah. I'm not a spirit yeah. thumper. I mean, like spirits everywhere. Have you seen the green grass? Have you seen the sky, you know? And so if I'm going to do, I'm going to go out to what I call my church and my church is nature. And mm-hmm. inside of that church is I'm going to walk into a bunch of other people that are big smiles on their face, or I might see some crazy experience of an animal or, you know, something I wouldn't have otherwise seen because I had to push myself forward out of that 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 consistent I'm comfortable (laughs) yeah and and you've reminded me again of a couple of things is is one is you know when things are new and we're making changes it times it takes time to reorientate and experience those changes and hopefully the changes are more positive um 
And then we can get into the homeostasis of, because the way the brain and body works is sometimes people can stay in that homeostasis and that routine and, and they're happy there and that's fine. Um, and I think especially for people that maybe has struggled to get into that place. Yeah. You know, so sometimes, yeah. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I found it. <gasps> I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, because you want to, it's a bit like getting your favorite ice cream. You want to really, really savor that. And that is important. And if that's where they need to be for that time being. And I think when we spoke last time, I was saying that one of my goals initially, I wasn't aiming like with the meditation and everything for peace. I was just aiming for the, you know, for us to get a sense of, I guess it was harmony at home. And because I was feeling the disharmony, but I remember really clearly I'd meditated a lot and getting to this state of peace all the time. And then one day I sat up and thought, but it's not just about peace. I don't want peace 24 seven. And then I realized what I wanted was excitement, exhilaration or thrill. And then, you know, and then started to realize that all of these things are transient. So the being in experience and being aware of all the different emotions we can go through, they're just transient experiences. And when it's past, we hope and a nice place to be in is actually in neutral because neutral allows us to be to still remain receptive and intrigued while we're doing the dishes and sweeping the floor as well as if we're looking at a shiny new object in a shop that has got our attention it's all neutral so there is no mental process and and it was quite funny when I for myself sort of looking at that when I made that self-realization okay I've got peace now and I know now, because of the amount of practice I've had in getting it, keeping it, sustaining it, because that's the thing, you you can have it for, you know, a minute and then you can have 20, 23 hours of drama and then you can have, you know, something else for a minute and you weigh it up of, oh, it's been mostly chaos and a little bit of okayness or whatever. So the... So in a way, it's going back to that, the the goalposts change, our, our ideas about we, what, what we want and, and be involved with or do change. And in a way, the cycles now of whether we're talking about the moon cycles, for me, I, I guess it was the moon, but I was using the monthly calendar. I would look at that at the beginning of the month and I'd be like, oh, what do I need to make sure that I put in these weeks? And I used the sort of coaching tool to go, what do I want in terms of hobby, exercise, time with the kids, food, you know, and I'd put these sort of goals in and what do I definitely want to achieve? You know, whether that's yoga once a week or swimming twice a week or get on my bike. What about meeting up with friends? And I'd write a list of the people that, you know, who we want to be in contact with. And I'd be looking and then it'd be work. What do I need to do in that? Or what do I need to do in my projects? And it's it was sort of, I'm project managing myself in a way yeah. and getting my calendar out. And then every Sunday I'd get to the same calendar, but I'd also think, okay, what else? So there was always, I didn't fill up the space. 
I put I peppered it with what, how I know I like to operate, which is a few days at home working on whatever. Then I need a day out and I need to do something different or I need to go and laugh or I, I do have to diarize fun sometimes because I'm so studious, you know, um, and it and it's those. Uh, it, so they were really I, I, I didn't realize it at the time. I've been doing those calendar months and storing them. I've got them all upstairs every month since 2013. And I, when I started working on my website in 2015, I was putting down, right, I want to uh, do a blog a week or I want to post some YouTube videos on there or I want to take three pictures. And the reason I got more and more into photography I found it too complicated to find images online and I didn't want to use other people's things and then six years down the line get pulled up in court because I've mistakenly copyrighted something or whatever. And so that was what then drove my photographies because I wanted images. I wanted certain images that I couldn't find as well. So the, the whole process of sort of setting intentions without realising it was intentions, it was sort of coaching, was in that sense using the monthly calendar just because in all we're all we're transitioning with that when you bring in the spiritual side of it is how we yeah. the energy that's around us the the scientifically proven energy that is coming through for us and and using that to our benefit mm-hmm. so you were already on the right track with that with the how you're going to set the intent and then you manifested everything that you wanted throughout that month and maybe your things changed you decided that that was yeah. not something you wanted to manifest any longer. So you took it off the schedule. And, but, you know, with spirit, we're just saying, Hey, you know, there's these couple times of month that mm-hmm. what you're wanting is really it's going exciting. to align with the energies that's coming through. So let's just do it that way. And so I love that because it's just bringing in like a practicality of, you know, here's a calendar and here's what I'm going to make a list of. And then combining that with the, the energies that we can work inside of and, uh, you know, bringing those together to form an alignment of, you know, pure positive motion forward. And it's really kind of cool to experience. And I love that uh, you are a list maker and that you are as organized (laughs) as you are. It, 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 It is. I, I sit some, somewhere in between. I'm a very focused person mm. uh, when I want to be, but I can also make a mental list and checklist like for myself. I'm not really one that has to write it down. And I have, I think this is a difference in our astrological signs. Mm. Um, you know, you're a Taurus, you're earth energy, you're very grounded, practical. I like to ground it. Yeah, I'm you're thinking, very yeah, it, the way you're going to step that you're, you know, like there's lists that need to be made. I'm an air sign. I'm a Gemini. I'm like, uh, let's just do it. And I might change my mind right in the middle of it. And we're just going to do something completely different. Yeah. But this is how I flow, but I still make those mental checklists for myself. I know that this week I have a calendar that I keep my things on, you know, because I know that there are certain things that I can have control of, over if I'm going to change it. Yeah. And then there's things yeah. that I cannot, you know, yeah. like I have children, they have to go to school. So, you know, things like that. Um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, I think that mental checklist or any type of checklist, and then you combine that with the energies of the, the new moon or the full moon waxing, waning moons, because they all provide something different for us. Um, you know, you're 
really stepping your game up. You're really working with your environment. And that's yeah. what you're, that's kind of the goal is, you know, first off, we're trying to bring people into the understanding that, hey, you have a choice every day to, to align yourself to whatever it is you deem fit, right? And then yeah. the second part of that is now here's the kicker. Let's play with the energies that are being given to us from this beautiful universe. And let's see what we can do when we combine those two things. Yeah. And then out of that comes this, you know, beauty. I don't know how to describe it. Now there's ups and downs, but life isn't supposed to be a straight line. It's boring. Like I wouldn't want to live, you know, 80, 90 years on this planet with nothing changing. I would love, you know, that this part of the process, that part of that journey to get to the destination, destination being pure love. And we're just learning all the messy, different types of loves that we can on the way there. And so uh, once we can bring in the, once we get the understanding that I have this choice every day and I can take control over my life and I'm in control of my destiny. And if it aligns to what, you know, my, my heart speaks, then let's bring in some fun stuff with it. Let's call in the deities. Let's call in the, the moon. Let's call in the things that help utilizing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think um, it was something that we learned in hypnosis as well when I was doing the hypnosis training is that um, it, utilization is, is really important. So, you know, if you were putting, helping somebody go into a very relaxed state and there's a plane that passes by, we'd be like, we've no control over whether this plane's coming by so what you do is you utilize that and you use the noise within the within the meditation and it and again it's um it's harnessing what's available being aware of what we can't control and I think you made a really key point because before people <laughs> run out buy a pad and a pen and start planning every aspect of their life the other element that I brought in which is a nice balance for me is I've created more structure in the week and put things in that I definitely want to make sure that I do so it's a bit like your hierarchical list if you're at work you've got 20 things on there you decide today I've got to do at least four of these things these are the most important and then by the end of the month you look at the ones that you keep ignoring and say right okay why do I keep ignoring them fine I'll do them <laughs> fine okay by Sunday going to, going to do it kicking and screaming you're gonna get an attitude I'm gonna get it done <laughs> yeah I used to be like that about washing up and uh, and other things um but on some other days. So I've now thought, okay, I'll do this a few days a week, but there'll be other days where like what you're saying, it won't be less. It'll just be a wake up, a, a breathe. And the first choice is get out of bed or stay in bed. That's it. And the rest of it is just on a, I'm now tuning into my own energy because when you start thinking about um, how we're helping people think about how they tune into harness and utilize the natural ebbs and flows of nature and its existence we can also do that with the rhythms in our body so just as I did I had to Sunday I'd done so much walking and cycling last week my body was exhausted mentally I wasn't doing too bad physically and when I've ignored that the last time I ignored that I came off my bike <laughs> when I ignored my body being so tired so my brain kicks in and says Mel 
you know, I think you do need to stay at home and sit on the sofa today because my brain, my other part of my brain is like, oh, it's really sunny. I need to go out and do this. So it's that balance of if you're only a list writer. And sometimes that balance is difficult. Sometimes yeah. you're exhausted, but you have a have to on your list for the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's some things that you can do to bring in those energies to help, you know, the universe is full of different energy and learning to call that in is a very important thing. There's, I call it the universal honeypot. And I imagine a, a beautiful golden, amber golden honey coming down into my, into my crown chakra. And I, and as I imagine it, it's energy. And I ask for this universal abundance of energy. Mm. And then I imagine the honey pot lean, you know, soaking me in this beautiful, thick, energetic honey. And even if it's all, even just talking about it, I can feel my eyes opening wider. Um, and, and regardless of how we call that in, it's a quick intention to manifest your mm-hmm. own body rhythm to mm-hmm. say, all right, I'm going to come up faster. I'm going to start moving quicker. I'm going, I, yeah. I can feel myself coming into, you know, this more grounded state that I can now push forward and get the, the have to done. Even if my body's kind of saying, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, you need to rest in bed today. Yeah. And, and then just yeah. make that promise to yourself and recognize that, Hey, you might have to do this. Sometimes you just have to. But at the end of it, I'm going then to rescue that part and I'm going to go take a bath or take a shower or go take a nap. Or uh, if it was heavy in, you know, the brain, I'm going to sit here and watch something mindless so that I don't have to think at all, you know, or if it was a heavy day, like say a funeral, putting on something that's going to give me giggles or talking to people I know can bring out the laughter side of me, you know, so, so that that's that balance that you had talked about earlier. There has to be, sometimes you have have tos, you just got to get through. And in those have tos, you have to then balance that out with your needs. And those needs might have to come at a different timing than what you wanted them to because of the have to, but you still should meet those needs. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. again, it's yeah, we all have our, our day-to-day lives to live. But you were just reminding me, it's interesting you say that about honey. So I listened to Sadhguru um on uh YouTube is a is an Indian mystic, and he was saying that one of the best things to take in the morning um is uh, a drop of honey in just lukewarm water because he says the temperature of the water actually changes the construction of everything that we eat so sometimes something's better in cool water and he said it's just that honey and it and this I I can't really explain how he explains it but he said there's just something about what it gives the body straight away and it's the vitality so he's saying the same thing as you're saying but you're talking about it through a meditation just as I yeah and he's doing the literal form of it and it's literally yeah my husband eat it has honey every day a locally grown honey because of his um allergies his he has really bad allergies and one of the greatest ways to fight off allergies is it's going the to the local pollen, the, the local honey source, the bees that here do all the amazing things they do for this world and, and then taking that in and, and 
when I, when I take in honey, which if I have, you go through allergy seasons, I'll go ahead and start, you know, doing the honey thing. And, um, I will notice it's kind of like, because I already think in those terms, mm. it's, it's a literal way of me saying, here comes the honey pot <laughs> and just, you know, drinking it in and having an energetic change yes. from that. But yeah, yeah. So, um, but I do want to touch base one more time when we talk about new moon and new moon ceremonies. New moon can be as simple as you and yourself. And if you have nothing, sometimes people don't have candles. Some people don't have the access to a piece of paper and a pen. It's all about your intent. And as much as you can focus that intent and do whatever it is that you can do to keep that intent going, there's not a right or a wrong way. It's simply put using the energies that are surrounding you at their time frame to your advantage. And that's what we're meant to do is to take this beauty all around us and the, the magic all around us and use it to our advantage to create something from nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you stay on this intention and recognize that you have a goal in mind, be it clarity or something like a million dollars and you know that I want to earn a million dollars next year then then as long as you are focusing that intent you don't have to do a specific ceremony for it and I for me in a, in the world that we live in the way that we work we're busy women we we have a tendency to have a, a lot of you know, cups, you know, a lot of balls in the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking the spinning teacups, you know, <laughs> I was kind of thinking of that on my feet and arms, but we have a lot of balls in the air. So sometimes we are focused to shift a little bit. Yeah. So when you do bring in the ceremonial or the ritualistic form of the, the intent, it helps that focus into the the energy focus into this one thing and so when you can do the ceremonial side of it I always I always say that that's awesome you know I would recommend it but it's not a necessity and that Mm. way you don't feel overwhelmed in taking on this new stage of what you're trying to do Uh, when I first started making intentions I didn't do any ritual I didn't do any ceremony I didn't do it with other people I just did it and I started to notice it was working anyway And then, you know, and then when I started getting into the bigger things, like, you know, wanting to have a a career that helps others in the way, you know, that I was being helped, you know, like through spirit, then I would really get ceremonial about it because I'm honoring the, the things that helped me get there. And so for me, ceremony is more of a grateful or an honoring system to, to what has happened for me to get me into that next phase. And so when I do my ceremony, it's always just the most grateful of thank you for, you know, this, this positive thing. Thank you for allowing this energy space. Thank you for helping me create, you know, this, this goal I have in mind. And, um, so yeah, so ritual work and ceremony work isn't necessary for new moon or full moon, but it does help for busy minded people or busy people, period. Yeah. To create the the space, the time and the focus. And I totally agree is anything that's anything that you're going to approach thinking, Oh God, I've got to get the candles out and, and find something. Um, with a kind of um force and and not you know uh with from an attitude of curiosity then 
that's not necessarily going to work either. So open-mindedness and also saying, right, okay, I've definitely got a half an hour. I'm going to try this. So I'm just wondering uh, whether or not it might be time for, I was thinking just based on the uh, examples we've given, whether I can talk through meditation um, in a sort of guided visualization to get people to think how they can do that in a practical way. And if it's hard for them to come up with the ideas, I can sort of work through some of those ideas and they can add that, add to that. Yeah. Does that sound Wait, like? I love your voice. Your meditations are beautiful. So yes. <laughs> yes. I haven't got an orchestra behind me and I do like a bit of music, but um, I yes. I do we'll know. do it live, live and direct. Okay. So. Okay. So just find that deep space within yourself to breathe and just let go for around the next five minutes. So this is a process just to either listen to and help you see how you can use the uh, the moon and think about the inten intentions that you're going to set and how to do that. So just as you're starting to notice your breath, notice how that feels in your body. Notice where the breath goes. Notice how you feel, how your body feels as it's been supported by the object that you're sat in. Wondering curiously what the material of that object is made of and noticing where your attention goes. So your attention can slip at the idea that somebody else has mentioned something or through the thoughts that you have going through your brain. So now is your attention focusing on the my voice or is it still noticing the object and the material that it's made of? Is it noticing the way your feet feel as they sit near the floor or on the floor? as you take your breath down, right down to your feet as though you were grounding yourself? Do you notice the breath as it moves through your lungs and your stomach and in your legs towards your feet? How do you retain that focus? What stops your focus from remaining in that space? What pulls your focus away? So all important qualities to be aware of when you're thinking about the intention that you're setting. Is your focus just for a few seconds or is it for much longer? So again, taking your focus and your awareness back to your breath as it smoothly flows through your body, right down to your feet. And you might notice that you've already started to become much more relaxed. And you could be curious at how much more relaxed you can get, but you'll still have a focused, clear level of awareness that you won't go too deep that you feel sleepy when you open your eyes. But instead, you could just be really focused, in tune and feeling vitality. So just for the next few short minutes, 
or however long it takes really for you to start to allow your brain to bring forth or your spirit or your soul to bring forth some key words, some images or some ideas of intentions that you'd like to set or you might just find one. And through that process, you could be really curious of, say you wanted to manifest more money in your life. Well, if you visualized a purse in your hand and you open up that purse, what did you notice happen next? Did you notice there wasn't any money in the purse? Did you notice there were some coins in there? Did you notice that actually it had so many notes in there that it's really hard to squeeze the purse closed. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? I haven't had that for a long time, but I certainly love to just have several notes in there where I open it up and I feel so resourceful and so full and so able to choose to get all the things I want that my heart desires. So imagine that feeling is something that is coursing through your body that the weight of the purse is in your hand and all of the money in there, every time you take a note out, it just is replaced magically. So you just have this continual sense of resourcefulness and the money represents the energy that is just there for you to tap into when you need that. So whether you're wandering around the town and looking in the shop windows and being curious at what beautiful creations you can spot, because somebody who made those creations started out with a thought or an idea. They just had a thought, an idea. They didn't have the final products ready. They just started out with that. Then they may have wrote those thoughts and ideas down on paper. And they may have just let the paper lay around for a few months, or they may have sought some of the materials that they needed in order to bring that idea and manifest that and create that and bring that into fruition. And sometimes people start with an idea and start to create those things and then realize that actually it changes a little bit as it moves forward. But they really start to experience that beautiful feeling that you get when you realize that the ideas that you had are starting to form and you're starting to get clarity. And you start to see as though the penciled picture that you've created is starting to fill in with the most vibrant colors. So imagine something else that you could desire. Maybe you desire the most beautiful house to live in or a caravan or a lodge. And imagine that that's in the space that you would really love to live. And imagine what the weather would be like. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it sunny? What's in that space? Are there animals? Are there people? Put the people in there that you want. And then doing the kind of things that you would do on your perfect day. See people laughing or sharing the cooking. So imagine all the things that you would like for the house. Imagine that you're walking into that house and that house, just like the purse in your hand, is already manifested. 
you're already feeling what it feels like to put the key in the front door and open that door and see all of those special things that you spent whiles um, looking at and finding so that you could fill up the contents of the house with all the things that you desire. And then imagine that you're at that door and you turn around and you look in the drive and you see the car that you always wanted to drive. It's that, that type of car that just makes you feel so happy and excited and you just love taking trips in. It might be a van, it could be a small car, it could be a big car, but you feel your heart expand at the gratitude at having such a beautiful object that started out as an idea. All of the things around you that are objects, somebody thought of them and somebody wrote them on paper and somebody dreamed of manifesting and turning them into reality. And you also have thoughts and ideas and things that you would like to manifest in reality. So taking your attention back to your feet Notice how the blood flows through your body, how your mind can just get really, really relaxed, how your body can just get so relaxed, so relaxed that all resistance and blocks blocking your way to manifesting and attracting and magnifying from the small things to the large things, they just clear. The blocks just clear. And the things that you want can start to arrive. Maybe you're also thinking about trips you'd like to take or ideas. Maybe you've got a dream in your heart. So just for a moment, imagine that you've gone right into the center of your heart or right into the center of your soul and your very existence. And maybe before you came here, you already had an idea of what it was you wanted to have in this lifetime. So there's a part of you that knows and there's a part of you that seeks to be on this journey to start to continue with those experiences or manifest them into reality. So breathing in and noticing your breath, be curious as to what your soul is seeking and yearning because your soul and when your path align, the most beautiful and magical things can happen. So taking your awareness back to that purse that's full of notes. See it in your hands now. Has it changed? Does the purse look different? Has the fabric changed? Has the colour changed of the purse? Maybe you have a bag with you as well. And maybe the bag matches, maybe it's a favorite brand that you have. And that when you've got those items, how do you feel? So, of course, we don't rely on the external objects to make us feel brilliant, but we can really enjoy the beauty of someone having thought of them in the first place and us really experiencing the pleasure of having allowed ourselves to receive so whoever receives something small as a gift, a child that smiles with a knowing look, that our smile back 
made their day or a baby that laughs and giggles and enjoys the company and the playfulness or whether we walk into a shop and we saw an older person and we know that they haven't spoken to anyone for days and we make their day. These are all moments of manifesting through our experiences and the experiences that we create in another. So if we want to create a harmonious and peaceful world, we feel that harmony and peace within ourselves. So again, just feeling the way your body feels as you sit where you are. Noticing how your breath comes through effortlessly. When we release resistance and we use all the resources available and we tap into the energy sources of the deities, of the angels, of the spirits, whatever aligns with you, we can really magnify and enhance and think about and focus on, even if it's just for a few moments each time, exactly what it is we would love to see, feel and experience. So just breathing in, breathing that life force, breathing that fresh, clear energy, breathing the ideals and breathing the ideas that can be shared with you. When you release the resistance, your energy field clears and the information can just come in your direction. Of whatever it is you're going to do in the day, in the evening, or the people that you're inspired to meet, notice the small signs. Keep things simple. Clear away the clutter, whether that's physical clutter or the mental clutter, and spend time neutralizing and resting and relaxing so that you can allow these new ideas and inspirations to come through. So you've parked yourself in that space. You've grounded yourself in this time and place. And you're asking that everything that is meant for you will come. And everything that you need to clear, you can release. And you allow yourself, just as we've spoken about, to experience the range of emotions, but they're transient and they pass. And you can go back to feeling the glory of witnessing and experiencing and noticing and being curious about what will happen next, how interesting the world can feel and be, how much better I can feel how much more alive I can experience being in the world, how many more people around me are going to also add to my life and light things up. So just focusing on your breath now as you breathe in and out. And in, releasing and letting go of anything that no longer serves, giving yourself permission to enjoy, to experience, to reignite forgotten passions and dreams, to bring them to the forefront of your imagination. Trust in the process. As you start to become aware of your body sat where you are, 
and being aware of the material of the object that you're sat on and the support and safety that that provides. Bring your attention back to the room in the here and now. And when you're ready, open your eyes. That producer, okay? So. <laughs> okay, so thank you for joining me in this uh, experience and us covering the moon and the several exercises that people can deploy to do that and I think it'd be great to um I, I haven't quite wrote down all mine at the moment so I'll be doing that as a, a, a go up later thinking about what actually uh, I'd like to focus on in the next two weeks um but I think even just the process I can feel a, a shift from when we first started talking so uh I think there's something around a clarity that uh has been created and uh and it sort of almost feels like when you feel like that your voice and the tone uh all um uh, has shifted so hopefully this is something that someone will experience as well and we can revisit this and see you know what did people notice did anything happen and if not let's let's see whether there's small signs that we've not seen so anything before we finish uh this session that you would like to complete just, with just to just affirm you in the imagination is a, a potent machine and if you can create an entire uh, thought process surrounding this Im imagination uh, or this daydream of what it is that you really want in this world, the things that really inspire you, be it material or otherwise, you get your imagination into it and you start putting the details into it and you really sit inside of the space. Yeah, that that is that is a uh, firm manifest. I, I, one thought crossed my mind when I'm pretty, you know, I've been doing this for a minute, so I can silence the mind pretty well, but there's a man, a thought that came in. It was like manifesting giant, which is what I call you. <laughs> manifesting giant. And it was like, that was the, like, that was that one thought. It just creeped in because you had me looking at a, something that, you know, is in my, in my thought process that I have an end goal of reaching. And, and uh, as soon as you said that, it felt like it was mine. And I was like, ah, oh, manifesting giant. And then it soothed me back out. But yeah, the power of your imagination is real. And, you know, I will say this over and over, science is proving that the world is mental. And if the world is mental and your imagination is key. So <laughs> keep on yeah. going. Yeah. Keep but on yes. going. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was really beautiful. I really enjoyed this conversation we just had. It's it's yeah. really taken myself from, and I wouldn't say I had a bad day because I wasn't having a bad day. I was just having an emotional day. And now I feel this new sense of uh, energy inside of me, this new sense of like awareness of excitement. I'm actually like, oh, that was earlier today. There's nothing. I don't have any more tears to cry today. I'm happy. Let's go do some things with the kids, you know? So yeah. Yeah. yeah transient yeah and yes. and that's that trust in the process that yeah. it will pass that and blind it, faith that faith that things will happen and that there's always a cycle and then and the moon will always bring you back around so yeah. but yeah. thank you again i really enjoyed it thank you as well and i look forward to our next uh session together all right Cheers.